0: Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on anything having to do with your house. Whether you are in the real estate market or if you're just looking for things to do around your home, like improvement ideas or decorating or whatever, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my host here. It's been my... Um, honor being your host here every week for the last, I guess, it's six years now. Uh, This is not my day job. My day job is actually helping people buy or sell real estate here in Greater Victoria. I've been doing so since 1991. I've helped hundreds of people with their real estate needs and goals. Uh, it's been my pleasure being one of the top producing agents in Western Canada for REMAX, which of course is an international organization. If you have move in your future you want to talk about the market or things going on feel free to reach out to me i love hearing from our loyal cfax listeners every week as do the rest of our whole home show team as well too you can find my contact information and the rest of the whole home show uh, team by going to cfax1070.com look under shows there you'll find us the whole home show with me tony joe by the way also supporting this program is remax island properties with offices in victoria Duncan and Mill Bay. If you're interested in a career in a real estate or if you're an experienced agent looking to bring your business up to the next level with advanced training and global connections, contact us at Remax Island Properties. There's a lot of stuff that's been going out there in the marketplace, folks. And of course, it all starts with things like interest rate increases and also legal issues or matters that are timely. So today, of course, we've got two of our show partners on the air. In a moment, we'll be chatting with Gurpreet Randawa. She's a partner at the Sitka Law Group. But we're jumping right into conversation right now with our show partner and supporter and regular guest, really more like a co-host. It's Denise Webster at Dominion Lending Center's Morgan, Modern Mortgage Group. Hey, Denise, how are you?
1: I'm good, Tony. Good to be back.
0: Okay, well, I know we were chatting about this just before hitting the record button. Uh, it's a crazy time, right?
1: It is really crazy. All
0: it's right.
1: like a little lost right now.
0: A little lost. Okay. And the reason for that is uh, we are recording right now. Uh, folks are going to hear this in the weekend. But of course, uh, on Wednesday, June the 7th, there was an announcement of interest rate change. So tell our listeners what happened. <laughs>
1: Uh, It was a big surprise, absolutely was, you know, it was uh, definitely the conversations were happening because was inflation falling fast enough to make the Bank of Canada happy. Uh, We really did not think nobody predicted this uh, increase on Wednesday because we actually didn't have the report in for inflation for May yet. So it was quite, um, it seemed like an obvious decision that they would pause again. And see what happened to the May inflation because we did see that small uptick in inflation from March uh, up into April. April went up by 0.1, which was not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't that significant, you know. If you think about inflation back in April 2022, inflation was at 8.1. In April 2023, we were back. We were down to 4.4 and 4.3 in. I think those are right in March. Yeah. So it was a big surprise that they didn't wait to see the May inflation before raising rates. So this is a very very strong statement by the Bank of Canada saying how serious they are about bringing inflation down. In the past, um, you know, we've seen uh, Tiff Macklin gave no hints, absolutely none. He's so the this head, of,
0: was, head of the Bank of Canada. Yes.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that was a big surprise. Normally, there's a big there's a bit of a stronger hint. With, you know, we're not happy with inflation. This is what we're going to do. So, no hints. Um, So, raising it a quarter percent, prime rate follows by that quarter percent. So, everybody that has the floating rate mortgage where their payments change, their payments will go up. People that have that variable rate mortgage with a static payment, they won't see that difference, but their amortization is drastically growing and they have hit the trigger rate or the trigger point. They're going to have to increase their payments to keep on track to get that amortization schedule back down.
0: (laughs) Okay. So listen, well, I think we'll get to this. We'll get to this a little later because you and I on this program talked about the trigger rate uh, a couple months ago. So that, that that's a biggie. Um, But just at its core, remind people so when the bank of canada announces this rate increase of 0.25 percent quarter point um that doesn't immediately translate into uh uh increases in consumer lending rates right like there's there's usually a You know what's going to happen, but there's a little delay, right?
1: Uh, We actually, we saw most lenders announced that their prime rate also went up yesterday. So they're Mm -hmm. they're trickling in still. Every lender is still announcing. I haven't seen any lenders that did not match the quarter percent increase to prime. So almost every lender right now, prime rate is at 6.95% point seven?
0: did i hear that one of the major banks actually did a preemptive increase or something was it royal bank or something or i did not hear that no okay okay well all right anyways we're here we're 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 here where we are right now anyways right all right so when this stuff happens what happens to consumers because you start getting the phone calls i know your phone has been busy so what what's going through people's minds right now
1: well, it's funny leading up to it, everybody's hearing the bank is going to make their announcement on Wednesday. I get a lot of um, people saying, have you um, locked in my variable rate? Um I'm like, you know, we have to reiterate that as lenders, as brokers, we have no ability to hold prime rates. So some people have that um, misconception that they can, we can lock in a variable floating rate. We can lock in a discount obviously and hold that as a rate hold. But I'm always surprised when I get those calls of people saying, "Can you get me the rate before the Bank of Canada makes an announcement on Wednesday?" I mean, I I, I like to stress that like we have no control over that. If the prime rate moves, your mortgage rate moves. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I always like to get that. Well, message.
0: So so now we're not we're not talking about are we talking about a pre approval there or somebody yeah, with an existing yeah. okay sorry pre approval
1: yeah. yes. Okay. Um, so that is a it's a very common rush just before a bank. People are are misunderstood that they want to you know hold variable rate before the Bank of Canada makes announcements. So that's one thing I like to clear up and may yeah. really really stress that people wrap their heads around that. When the Bank of Canada moves and prime rate moves, nobody can hold that rate. Oh. It also triggers a lot of calls about people in fixed rates. They just hear that the bank is making an announcement that rates might go up. And they're calling and saying, Oh, is my fixed rate gonna change? So that it surprises me, but that question does come up. Same thing with uh people that are in the in, in the process right now and they have their mortgage approval and they text and say, Does this, you know, does this change my mortgage rate? No, we have a locked-in fixed rate. So those are things I like to clear the air on is you know, this is for those variable, adjustable rate mortgages. But that said, Two weeks prior to this, we have seen those fixed rates going up, up, up. It's almost like, is it a sign that we should be taking hint when you start to see all the fixed rates going up just before the Bank of Canada is going to announce the floating rate, the overnight lending rate? So, you know, and I've quite often you do see this little trend of the fixed rates go up just before the Bank of Canada, and maybe it's in the hopes that people will call and lock in and they're going to have to lock into a higher rate, which is a nasty little step. Yeah, but we're also seeing that that five-year yield in the Canadian bond, like that, is going up. So our fixed rates are going up.
0: Hey, and, when- and, and that's that came up. The who was bringing that up? Somebody brought up how uh, all of a sudden the returns on GICs or whatever are looking interesting because the, the uh, it's it's a double-edged sword right?
1: It is. Yeah, absolutely. If you're looking at investing, yay, you're getting a better rate of your return. But no, this means fixed rates is going up for your mortgages for for lending.
0: Got it. Okay, well, listen, we need to uh, uh, get to our first break here. Uh, As always, though, if people need to uh, reach out and have a chat with you, Denise, best way to do that?
1: Uh, Call me directly 250-889-4743. You can text that number as well, or drop me an email to Denise at DeniseWebster.com.
0: Mm-hmm. and again we know that our loyal cfax listeners reach out to us denise and i just handled a a lovely uh, family with a property uh because they've been longtime listeners here and uh you know it's it is an honor folks for us to take care of your needs and i think it's because you've heard us for years you you know what we're like we know you know what we're all about you know what you see is what you get right and uh we are here to serve that much is for uh, for sure anyways need to take our break here we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today on the program is a couple of our show partners we're going to have from the Sitka Law Group, Grapreet Randala just in a few moments here, talking about legal matters, things that are happening right now. Uh, but as far as what's happening right now in the world of interest rates and mortgages, of course, we always ask Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Denise, as always, great having you here. Good to be back, Tony. Uh, What is this now? This is the, I think this is the ninth increase in interest rates or something like that. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, we had two non-increases. So the last two announcements were zero.
1: Yeah, and that's a big point of, uh, contention as well because a two meeting pause is not a really big pause to start to see the actual effects of all those rapid increases for in 2022 I mean it's a step ladder it went up 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 with the last increase in January 2023 so to give pause for just two meetings really doesn't measure yet so mm-hmm. that was another reason why this would, this increase here in June is quite a surprise to everybody. Every economist that was kind of saying, no, they, they need to do one more pause, at least to start measuring all the effects of these rapid increases in the last six months.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I will say both of both you and I uh, encountered this. I will say with the last two rate holds it definitely caused the market to pick up. So there's been a couple of months of busy market. It's almost like people, you know, I've used the, the term um, uh, dormant interest. Like the the interest has always been there, but it had been dormant for a bit because people were kind of waiting. And yep. when the Bank of Canada said, you know, we're holding rates for, for now, boom, all of a sudden we had all this interest. So, so the question is, what's going to happen now? Now that we've got this quarter point increase?
1: Well, I mean, the biggest impact on that was that, you know, that, the, the rent prices are rising and mortgage interest rates are rising and that's part of the inflation rise. So the housing market is having a huge impact on inflation and it is probably the biggest factor that contributed to the bank of Canada's decision. This is their only tool that they have to try and attack inflation. And if it's inflation is being driven by the housing market right now, well, it's interest rates that will slow it down. So um, uh, I think you're right. I mean, January, February, it was quiet. It really was. And and just to have this two meeting pause and to see the housing market go off, there's, like you said, there's a lot of buyers in the wings. So will this increase? Do another pause on buyers right now, taking a step back and saying, okay, wait, maybe this isn't the right time for us. Maybe this is leveraging us too far with these interest rates. I mean, our five-year fixed rates, they're back up into the mid 5 percents again. We were seeing better prices on our three-year fixed rates. Those have gone up to five and a half percent. You know, these are these are much bigger rates than most buyers are used to seeing. We were in a record history of low interest rates for almost what fifteen years. Yeah. So it's a shock for a lot of people. Some people, not a big shock. You know, people that had you know buying. Nineteen eighty-two.
0: Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: definitely, well, the housing market is playing a big uh, part of this right now.
0: You know how they say shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? I mean, all those yeah. people—it was like, oh my goodness, the time. Even though the market was going upwards, people were like, "I'm going to wait until the market slows down." Well, they forgot about the fact that sort of tied into interest rates, because there's a lot of people right now that are still in great interest rates that they secured, you know, two and a half, three years ago, right? Yeah. So, so they got a couple more years of 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 that to to to, to work with. So, um, well, yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, it's just, it's just a a very, very interesting time. Because, you know, even even right now, and I was I was mentioning this to you the other day, you know, pulling up some old articles, where interest rates were at, you know, all time low of 9%. -hmm. Right. And I know the argument is always okay, well, at that time, the average house price was, you know, 265 or something or 365. Now it's a million two, I get that. I get that. Right. But, uh, you know, here we are the the thing that we are reminding people about is the demand is still there we still i've had three sets of people from out of town moving to victoria it doesn't really matter to them because they're deciding to move here they're deciding to come here right
1: yeah the demand is always there so i mean we were having these conversations with people at the beginning of the year uh mostly from the effects of the rising interest rates of you know is are we going to have a housing collapse you know that word has been taken off the table ages ago there's no collapse um was there a correction maybe a slight correction but it was more of a pause was it not yep. because here we are now we're seeing these multiple offers um not a lot of unconditional yet fingers crossed uh but it's it's there the demand is there uh i think you we can't actually avoid the topic of immigration as well i think it's a huge um, topic that should be on the table, and it's a lot of what I'm reading right now. Um, the stats that I were, I'm kind of like a little baffled by. So the the target for 2025 is to have 500,000 um, new immigration uh, immigrants in 2025. It's going up. So 2023 was 465,000, 2024 485,000, and another new 500,000 in 2025. The Problem is, there's nowhere to put all these people. Yeah. And if you think about all the building starts that are on hold right now, and, and there's a lot of um, development that has to pause because of interest rates right now, we're going to have a bit of a gap. Uh, you know, it, It's inevitable. Yeah. So well, I don't know.
0: Yeah, actually, so one of the things that we haven't brought up on the program yet recently was the recent announcement from the provincial government about the 10 identified market areas where uh, the government is putting into place requirements for uh, development. Of course, Mm -hmm. Victoria is one of those that was selected. So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, if this mandate actually comes. Yeah, we need housing. There's there's no question. Well, on one hand, we need uh, immigrants. We need immigration because we still have uh, jobs to fill and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I like your point and I agree with it here. That bubble, you know, that bubble or that whatever people talk about. Um, okay, we're down now. The average price now uh, as we speak is down 7% from last year. Uh, is that a bubble? Or is that that sort of mild correction that you mentioned, right? It didn't and- go down 50%. It didn't go down 50%. No.
1: And most people would agree it was inflated in 2022. So yes. is it really a correction? I don't know.
0: Mm, yeah. We we often talk about, you know, letting the air out of a balloon, right? Yeah. So, so that balloon was sort of inflated to its absolute maximum, right? But it didn't pop. It didn't go away. All it did was it just got a little tiny bit smaller, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. So, so now um because you talked a moment ago about those people who call up and say lock me in or whatever uh, how about all those people that have pre-approvals in place right now how about how about those days where there's like a 60 day or 90 day uh uh commitment mortgage commitment um
1: yep so new builds are always the big concern right so new build construction that we think we've got a rate held but if it gets pushed outside of that rate hold which was either 90 days or 120 days we're subject to new rates at the time this is actually going to be ready to complete. So the new construction, that's a tough one right now for people to really even have an idea of where their rate will be. Uh, Absolutely. We'll do our best to hold rates for 90 days to 120 days Uh, pre-approval, same thing. You know, you only have four months, I've got the rate holds, but if you don't find the property you want, Mm -hmm. we can maybe start sending rate holds to other, but now it's, it's too late. Rates went up. It happened so quickly this week and last week.
0: Great. So it is a reminder to folks, and this is what happens every once in a while when we get that announcement of a increase. Is it forces people off the fence because the new rate might might push them into a lower uh, price range if they can't Correct. if they can no longer afford based on based on interest rate. So um, you know we may see just a little bit of extra busyness for the next little bit before that uh, you know before those uh, um, uh, approvals uh, expire.
1: Yeah, I, I would say the prediction now I, everybody's kind of changed their tune after Wednesday, but I I think there's a there's possibility of another quarter percent hike, either of the next July or the September meeting. So mm-hmm. that's on the table right now so that's going to push people as well. Again, right. I mean nothing you can do to hold that rate, but it does mean you know penalties are getting bigger. You know, you used to have a small three month interest penalty on your variable rate, but those penalties for people to move their mortgage and go into a fixed rate somewhere else, the penalty is now quite big if you're in a floating rate because that prime rate is so high.
0: Well, listen, folks, as always, if you need, you need, you definitely need help from an expert and you need help in mortgages from someone like Denise, Denise Webster at Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, Denise, remind people the phone number to call.
1: Gosh, I'll do my best to advise you, or it's a tough one right now, but yeah, call me at 250-889-4743 or an email to denise at denisewebster.com
0: best educated guest That's basically what it is. That's, that's what we can provide them with. Right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. no. and, and definitely case by case, it's going to be different for every person's situation. So it's a, it's, it's a conversation we'll have, and we'll understand what position you're in financially and get a better idea of what is a better direction for
0: you to go with your interest rate. Fantastic. Well, listen, folks, uh, stand by, just need to take a break here. We'll be back in just a moment. Now the whole home show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sella's insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of The Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I mentioned earlier as well, also supporting this program is REMAX Island Properties with offices in Victoria, Duncan, and Mill Bay. If real estate is something you've been thinking about maybe as a career or if you've been around for a while and you're looking for a change or maybe bringing your business up to the next level with some special training and with connections all over North America and the world, contact Remax Island Properties. We'd love to hear from you. We're having a conversation before the break with Denise Webster about things like interest rates and how they went up just the other day. What's going on? Denise is still with us right now. We are also introducing uh, for this segment here another show partner and supporter, Grapreet Randall. She's with the Sitka Law Group. Hey, Grapreet, it's been a little while. Good having you back
2: hey tony yes it has been a while thanks for having me
0: uh so i got both of you right now and one of the things that has come up that we wanted to cover uh denise actually you, you go ahead lead with lead with what you want to talk about
1: well i am getting calls from clients that have you know they did a pre-sale and they have purchases so, that so are
0: they bought a condo bef- uh, just under plans it's not even built yet it's yep, two years away or whatever
1: builders. it was yep. all done and it was just a new build new construction Uh, We've got some of them, I've got some coming up ready, maybe in September, October. So we're looking at rates some were rate held, but some have expired. Um, I'm lucky that I don't have clients that aren't going to qualify right now, but I definitely am hearing of these conversations. So somebody that is building, uh, I've got stuff that's 2024. So what does 2024 look like? Well, there is no way to predict that now. It just feels like there is no way to predict anything right now. But yeah, that question is on the table now. Can I get out of my contract? Am I able to assign the contract? Could we list this property for sale again and see? Because it's probably worth more. So that's a big question, I know. And I'll elaborate a bit. I'll let pre kind of discuss this. But I do have some questions about this because there's some, some ideas floating out there of what uh, buyers think they can do with these contracts.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I love this because like I I'm feeling your pain as well too, and I want to hear you know I, I want to hear where this conversation goes. Sir, Capri, you're bumping into this too, right?
2: Yes, yeah, um, certainly receiving some inquiries as well from very concerned buyers worrying about um whether they're still going to qualify for their mortgage with the new rates affordability. Are they going to be able to afford payments? Um, and and a very common question is, can I get out of this? And with new construction. Developers often have very specific terms in their contracts about assignments. Often, well, I tell most of my clients who are buying pre-construction that these contracts with developers are drafted very much in favor of the developer. There's uh, completion dates that are not specified that are fairly open-ended. There's almost always a prohibition against assignments and often wording that provides that Any assignment must be approved in advance by the developer, and such approval can be arbitrarily withheld. So there's often no requirement on the part of the developer to act reasonably um, or to agree to any assignments. Uh, And I'm finding many developers are taking that approach right now is is that, no, no, we're not going to allow an assignment. They don't want all these units flooding the market. and and in that situation, a buyer is essentially stuck mm. that they must complete or risk being in breach.
0: I love this because we're ch- chatting about it from the uh, mortgage broker standpoint, the legal standpoint. Let's talk about it now from the real estate standpoint, because, uh, again, when we're talking about assignment, um, what we're saying is a buyer has pre-bought this unit. Now they no longer want it or they want to try to resell it. But they have nothing to resell because the unit isn't finished yet. So what they're talking about doing is assigning the contract. So how can I find someone who will take on my commitments to the contract? And um, so that's what we mean by assignment. The thing, though, of course, like Gerpre just mentioned, is it's not that easy right because again to try to find a buyer who will buy that assignment we have nothing to show them you know other than brochures and papers and all that stuff and if there is a lift in the price like if the if the market has gone up and you can say okay well uh, you know it's up a hundred thousand dollars maybe i'll make some money out of this as well too the provisions that your has just mentioned usually state that the developer has a stake in that profit right
2: exactly that the developer has a stake potentially it will speak to that, Um, or that the developer can outright just say, no, we're not allowing you to assign.
0: But then it raises the question, why would a developer do that? Like, why would they be so mean? (laughs) Why wouldn't they let me, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Gapri, you you alluded to it uh, as well, too, which is they don't want units flooding the market because they've already done their job and they've pre-sold mm-hmm. all of these units. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look good if they allow people to assign, like if there's, say, five or 10 assignments, then it starts raising questions about what's going on. And then they usually have commitments to their lender on exactly. the construction phase and then confidence start, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that could happen there, right?
2: Exactly. Under their, under a developer's mortgage financing, they might be required to have a certain number of units under unconditional contracts. Yeah. Um, and allowing these assignments may impact their financing. And also the other thing to just be aware of is let's say the developer does agree to allow you to assign. There's often wording in there that still provides that that original buyer is still on the hook. So if the party that you assigned to fails to complete, let's say they're no longer able to qualify for the mortgage, original buyers almost always still on the hook.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That- That's an important thing to know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, going back to Denise, you know, having having brought this up, um, uh, you know, first of all, the answer is always seek legal advice.
2: Exactly. And before you initiate any conversations with the developers about potentially not being able to complete, certainly get the legal advice because you don't want such communication to be construed as an anticipatory breach. Um, You want want to ensure that you obtain proper advice, that communications are are on a without prejudice basis. So in other words, they can't be used against you. Um, It's really important to get that advice in advance of any communications.
0: It's, it's interesting, you know, in some marketplaces like Toronto, where this is common and assignments are common, their assignment rules are different because in British Columbia, we have these section 20A of the contract of purchase and sale prohibits uh, assignment and all that kind of stuff. In Ontario, it's different. In fact, there are websites out there where you can buy assignments. Right. Yeah, but it's just, it's a bigger market. You know, they got a lot more, a lot more stuff going on and, and, and whatnot. So uh, again, uh, Denise, for those who are asking that question, I think the answer is yeah, seek legal advice and just be very careful, right?
1: Well, I'd like to pose the question that I'm the, that I'm hearing. So this is a tough one. I I don't know even. And my advice was, please talk to your lawyer. Yeah. So um, you know, at a pre-sale they got a really good price, and the market has gone up. So you know they're getting an idea of appraised value when this is finished. Uh, maybe it'll be done by the end of the year. I'll just throw some numbers. Bought it for 1.2. They're getting appraised values now of 1.8. So they're like. Why wouldn't we want to assign this and, and um, well, A, we can't do it. We're not going to qualify. So how do we get out of it? And is it a harder thing to sell now? Because, hey, the original contract is still 1.2. Are they actually going to be able to sign it at that price? I mean, there looks like a really good incentive for somebody to buy. But the next step, the question I'm getting is, well, I can't qualify traditionally, but what if I go get private financing? I close this purchase and then I list it and sell it, and I can make a profit. Well, my concern is the flipping uh, tax. <laughs> um, there's a lot of costs involved, but does the increase in the value of the property outweigh those costs for these clients? So, Caprit, are you seeing that
2: scenario? I'm not seeing a- as much of that scenario, but in my conversations with buyers about um, you know, whether or not they should assign, or they're concerned they're not gonna be able to complete. That's definitely a consideration that I raise is what if you do complete and then sell it? Um, But my conversations are more um, to, uh, to minimize damages and to mitigate against the risks. So at least breaking even so that buyers are not losing their deposits by completing and then trying to sell for a similar price or enough to cover their costs
0: oh my goodness so much good stuff that we're talking about here we need to take our last break of the day though because uh, i think we're, we're going somewhere I'm, I'm liking this chat here uh of course we've got uh, denise webster with uh, dominion lending centers modern mortgage group and grapreet Randall from the sitka law group uh, we'll be back in just a moment this is the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 thanks for coming back you're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe you know it's really important that we take our breaks because of course need to make sure that the uh uh station here uh, has their advertisers for our breaks and you know all of you guys see listeners you know we've got so many great supporters on the station here but it drives me nuts when we're having a great conversation and we gotta you know uh have a break here but that's okay because we can pick it up of course we've got uh grapreet from the sitka law group a partner at the Sitka law group and also denise webster from dominion lending centers modern mortgage group both uh show supporters and sponsors uh, through many many years Uh, they enable us to be here and come to you guys every single week with all this great information and I know that you appreciate that because uh, both Gapreet and Denise receive phone calls from our CFAX listeners just like I do as well too so thank you all very much uh, as always we were having a conversation before the break about assignment. Um, And I just want to kind of pick up from uh, uh, where we were at. Denise brought up the scenario about the fact that property's gone up in value. There's a increase in equity. Can someone close that sale and then turn around and sell it? Um, Well, gee, maybe that's a great little segue to start start talking about the government's plans, Mm -hmm. including things like a flipping tax. Mm -hmm. There's already capital gain. There's probably going to be capital gain there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something else that uh, I think we would need to seek tax advice on is there's an argument the GST might be applicable again.
2: It, especially, yes, exactly. Especially if it was never occupied um, and you paid the GST at the time you completed, it may very well be applicable again at the time of sale if the property was never occupied. Now,
0: this and- this came up in one of the uh, real estate uh, threads in the past week where People were saying, uh, and it kind of shocked me because realtors are saying, Well, it's already been paid, it's been paid once, so that's <laughs> it. And you know, we have to remind people that GST always applies just with the exemption of personal residence and uh, uh using it yourself, right?
2: You use residential housing as the very common exemption when it comes to GST, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and in the, that anti flipping tax, essentially, um, is going to tax. The profit differently. It's mm-hmm. going to be construed as business income. And that applies not just when you complete a purchase and then sell right away, but also if you try to assign a contract for a profit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So gone are the days of free money. Yeah. <laughs> right because that's what was happening you know so yeah. there's uh, two buildings folks down in the humboldt valley um that, at the time it was two, i think it was 2006 2007 people were making assignments and they were you know selling the paper making fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is this is expressly the reason why the government stepped in and they uh, changed the provisions of the contract to purchase and sale in terms of uh, assignment but going mm-hmm. back to your question denise uh, hey, it sounds like a potential business uh, situation. You know, if it was purchased at one point two, is now worth one point eight. The argument there is, you know, maybe it'll make some money, but it is risky, right? Mm-hmm.
1: It is risky, and and everything has to be factored in like that: the double GST, the flipping tax, the capital gain. Like, yeah. is it worth it? Legal fees, in- legal fees,
0: real estate fees, marketing, yeah, all that
1: stuff. Transfer tax. You're, I mean, you're not gonna. If there's a big enough gap, maybe, and obviously, if the reason is because you literally can't afford to qualify for the mortgage and you have to, I mean, if you go down the road of private financing, the private lender has to see the exit strategy as well. So is this a really marketable property? Can you actually get close on this, put it on the market? Will it sell? What is, you know, they're going to look at the stats of that. But in the meantime, you've just paid a 1% lender fee at, you know, 10%, 12%, and maybe it takes three to six months to sell. So yeah. you're in it pretty deep with that private lender as well. And gosh forbid, what if you don't sell?
0: Yeah. Danger, danger.
1: There, there is a lot of risk in it. And rightfully so.
0: Okay. So going back, Gapri, uh, to the uh, flipping tax. So we got all these things happening, not the least of which is this speculation and vacancy tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And the speculation and vacancy tax was introduced a couple of years ago. Um, they've recently just essentially expanded that tax to new taxable regions, uh, which include North Couchin, Duncan, Ladysmith, Lake Couchin, um on the island, um, and uh, additional regions on the mainland. Um, so if you previously were not required to file these declarations, you were not in a taxable region. you and you now are, you're going to start to receive these. They're usually sent out in um, February uh, to essentially declare the use of the previous calendar year. Um, don't ignore those. Those must be filed. You'll be taxed or assess the tax for failure to file.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so we've yes, passed that we've passed that period too, because the filing period was March 31st, right?
2: Exactly. For this year, we've passed it. And then for these new taxable regions, yep. we well, will receive will be receiving the declarations next year.
0: Okay. Um, as a reminder folks this is the tax it's it's for it's whatever underused it's for properties that aren't principal residences that aren't being used for rental purposes for six months out of the calendar year right exactly yeah. um we are bu- and you probably bump into this often too where if an estate has exemptions but uh, people who are trying to sell their property they live elsewhere and it's been on the market for a while remember the first quarter of the year was slow so mm-hmm. three or four months of of nothing here we are halfway through the year they're being faced with maybe having to deal with the um, speculation of vacancy tax next year right
2: exactly or like if you inherited your your parents recreational property in Lake and that you wanted to maintain as a recreational property you're potentially impacted now too
0: yeah well, then the choices are uh, either sell it or just live with the fact that you've got to pay that 0.5% of the assessed mm-hmm. value every year just for the benefit of having it, right?
2: Yeah, or consider if you want to turn it into a rental for the majority of the year, which obviously comes with its own risks, yeah. um, but a way to potentially mitigate some of those issues.
0: And it's complicated. So it's a rental, it's an arm's length, you know, it can't be a relative or a family member or whatever. Uh,
2: it, I think, it can be so long as you know that they're a Canadian citizen or permanent resident. Okay. Um, they're looking to essentially ensure that people are also paying tax um, in the in, country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, good time. <laughs> you know, it's an interesting one because when you consider that they are putting this tax on Lake Cowichan, Man, mm-hmm. you know which is kind of like a recreation area anyways uh, i mean exactly. that, that's kind of telling us something right yeah. yeah huh all right um now one of the things that we were chatting about a week or so ago Prete, is this whole notion of the ban on foreign buyers so foreign buyers are not able to purchase properties in canada it's a yeah. it's a federal thing denise have you had any um okay actually before i ask you the question there is a provision for people with work permits.
2: Correct. So exactly. if you got a
0: if you got a work permit, uh you can purchase property. Denise, have you had inquiries from people who are not Canadian citizens that are looking to purchase under a work permit?
1: No. Uh, well, yes, with work permit, yes. Okay. I I haven't had anybody just uh, you know, no work permits, uh no ties to Canada and nobody. You can't questions. help them now. Yeah. No, I can't. And I you hope, you know, hopefully that message is out there enough and clearly that yeah. nobody that would call would be so shocked for me to tell them I'm sorry you can't purchase in Canada Yeah. but definitely the work permits have come up um and then there's the provision if one of the buyers is a Canadian um resident and citizen yeah. then and the spouses the spouses yep that that's come up before so we had to make sure you know you want to make sure there's going to be no surprises of foreign tax on the spouse
0: yeah so So this is really important because, you know, Denise, we were just talking about immigration, like, uh, before the first break, and how we're going to have all these folks on work permits, how are they going to find a place to live, right? Um, It, however, brings up another fact, which is, okay, you've got a work permit, you can purchase property in Canada. However, we still have this British Columbia foreign buyer tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how much is that, Capri?
2: 20%. 12. In addition to the regular property transfer tax
0: okay. and
1: down payment, everything, yeah. You've got a 20% down payment, property transfer tax, and a 20% foreign buyer tax.
0: Okay, so let's just do the math here, uh, everyone. So it is uh, 1% of the first 200000 2% of the balance. So that is uh, already a tax of $18,000 on a million dollars. Plus twenty percent, which is another two. So it's two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars in provincial taxes to buy a million dollar house.
1: And you cannot buy a million dollar house with less than twenty percent down as a down payment. So two hundred thousand is your down payment as well. So all oh. funds required, four hundred and whatever you said. 18,
0: got it. 000. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So there's all this fun stuff to consider, right, Gerfried, when uh, mm-hmm. when somebody's looking up buying a home. <laughs> Is yes. there any anything else we should know about that's coming down the pipe? <laughs> only we had a crystal ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is so complicated, especially for you guys to keep up with all these things. Because recently they've implemented these things and there has been no lead time. It's like they just threw it on. They threw it on us and boom, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. And you don't know, you 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 know, in a position, I, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I have to hope that they've already seek some legal advice, but I have to at least say, have you investigated this? Have you had this conversation with your lawyer? Um, and even the same with you, Tony, when you've got somebody brand new coming into Canada, you yeah. have to ask those questions if they are, have, have you know, have you even gone down this road to realize the implications of purchasing?
0: Yeah. Well, what I will say is that uh, it's not like the the BC provincial government has marketed or put the word out there globally about these taxes, because we get calls from people that say, oh, we want to move to Victoria. We want to move to British Columbia. You know, I said, it looks like a beautiful place. Tell us about it. What is it? And our first question is, are you a citizen? Do you have a work permit? You know, are you a foreign buyer under the act? Because if you are, then These things happen. The tax Mm -hmm. happens or the inability to buy. And they're like, oh, my goodness.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that.
1: I guess Canada or sorry, BC is not receiving any foreign buyer tax right now. They kind of didn't. The federal government took that away with the foreign
2: buy, the ban. So there can't be any.
0: No, but it's still there, Capri the the tax right
2: my understanding that it is that it's still there if you're not a um canadian citizen or permanent resident i haven't recently looked at the exemptions for the foreign buyer tax but there shouldn't be many foreign buyers right now given the foreign buyer ban (laughs) yeah (laughs) and
0: and as your uh as your advice to us was uh, at the time you repeat is uh, the property transfer tax department really are the people that make this determination, right?
2: Exactly. So I, I always, we can certainly review the legislation, um, but if you are a prospective buyer looking to buy, um, it is good to kind of go through the the ministry website because they have links to all the different taxes that may be applicable um, to see if, if there is any tax applicable or any ban that applies to you.
0: Well, hey, wasn't this a fun episode talking about rate increases, <laughs> talking about uh, taxes, talking about a uh, ban on purchases? Uh, I know, folks, we're just making fun here. Yeah, <laughs> but the reality is there are things to know. And this is the reason why you have people like Denise, a mortgage broker, and Gurpreet and her team at the Sitka Law Group. Uh, again, folks, if you have any questions of either of them, Denise, your phone number is?
1: 250 889 4743, or an email to Denise at denisewebster.com.
0: And of course, the Sitka Law Group's uh, email address, uh, sitkalaw.ca, right, Gupri?
2: Yeah, exactly. Your website, sitkalaw.ca.
0: Yeah, all of their contact information, of course, is on CFAX 1070's website. Look under the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure having you here.
2: Always you for having to be us, here.
0: Tony. You bet. And for our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.